the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon on this Labor Day. We're coming to you live from the KKHT studios. This is Pastor John Allworth, and I want to talk to you today about the outstretched hand of a loving God. That's the title of this message, but you know, with that comes an obligation as Christ's ambassadors on earth. We need to stretch our hands out. We're going to be talking about that to help other people. As Jesus said, how you treat the least of these is how you treat me. But first of all, I want to go to a praise report. We prayed on the air a couple of weeks ago, a couple of times, for my father-in-law, Clyde Wood. And we laid hands on him also and prayed for him. And uh, he's gone through a surgical procedure. And he is, uh, God has healed him. And it is just a a wonderful miracle because he had some pretty serious problems but nothing is impossible for our god so i want to thank everybody that prayed for him and and uh, just give you that praise report we are healed by his stripes jesus is the great physician amen so let's get into this um you know we've all been in situations where god's outstretched hand has pulled us out of a, a predicament pulled us out of a ditch or we've been in seasons where you know we just didn't know where to turn In God's outstretched hands, when we had faith in him, it was there for us. And we have an obligation to use our hands in a similar fashion. In Genesis 126, God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Be fruitful and multiply and rule over the earth and subdue it. And God said it was very good. It's the only time in the creation story he says very good. He says good on the other stories. And so we have an obligation and a responsibility, and and we've also been separated from the beasts. And how have we been separated? Well, we have language. We know that. That enables us to communicate, which is a, a, a wonderful thing, and it enables us to communicate God's word, which is even a better thing. And we have brains that are are superior. But did you know that, for example, an elephant has a brain that weighs 12 pounds. Ours only weighs three pounds. So it's not just that. But one thing that we have a sets apart and we don't really think about is our hands with an opposable thumb. Because this allows us to do all kinds of things. And one of the things it has allowed us to do is it has allowed us to disseminate God's word. So in the mid-15th century, there was a man named Gutenberg. And uh, he needed to make some money, and an idea came to him, and he invented the first printing press, at least in the West. And he, and the first book that was mass-produced was the Gutenberg Bible in 1455. And you know, it is no accident that after that, civilization began to to advance at a rapid pace, because we began to disseminate the Word of God. Before that, all we could do was write it on scrolls. 
and very few people had knowledge of very much of the Bible. You know, only some trained people. And it's no accident also that shortly after that, Martin Luther published his 95 Theses. And in 1517, people began to advocate for the word of God to be disseminated in people's hands. And that gave us knowledge. And since then, we came out of the Dark Ages, and so many things began happening, so many wonderful things. I know the world is in turmoil, and we all like to point at all the problems we see when we turn on the news. But there's also many miracles, and we're going to get to that in a, in a bit. But I want to ask you today a couple of questions. What is When has God used his hand to outstretch, to give you comfort, to give you mercy, to pull you out of a ditch? And how are you using your hands today? You know, let's look at how the Bible tells us that God uses his hands. The hands, hands are referenced 1,086 times in the Bible. They're referenced for deliverance. In Exodus 3.20, God said, So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. Again, he said to old Moses, Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. God's hands are used to show us protection in Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What a wonderful phrase. God says in 41.13, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Power is illustrated through his hands. Psalms one eighteen sixteen. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Calming. In Revelation one seventeen, John said, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. Now look, I am alive forever and ever. God's mercy is demonstrated through his hands. Isaiah 65, 1 and 2. To a nation that did not call on my name. Does that sound familiar, folks? To a nation that did not call on my name. I said, here I am, here I am. I have stretched out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good according to their own thoughts. Our nation has drifted away from God. We're walking according to our own thoughts. But you know what? His hands are still stretched out to us. He's still there. You know, one of the things, that, a story that I think is wonderful in the Bible, is, and it resonates with my own experience, is the story of Joseph. When his brothers threw him into a pit and then argued over whether or not they should kill him or sell him into slavery. Didn't look very good for, for poor Joseph. But God's outstretched hand was there and through a variety of circumstances that we don't have time to get into in this sermon, Joseph was installed as number two, the second most powerful man in Egypt. And when those same brothers came back, God had pulled him out of the pit just as he pulled me and my life out of my pit. I made the pit of my own. Joseph's brothers made his pit. But God's outstretched hand was there and pulled him out and, and made circumstances where Joseph overcame all of these terrible obstacles, false accusations, imprisonment. And then when his brothers came back, when there was famine in the land, did Joseph reject them? Did he 
hold a grudge. No, he stretched his hand out back just like we're called to do as Christians, as followers of the Christ, as followers of Jesus, to stretch our hands out and to forgive people. And he forgave his brothers and he provided them sustenance during this time of famine. And Jesus, we see what Jesus did with his hands. We see how he blessed people with his hands. In Mark ten sixteen, we see, and he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them, and how he healed with his hands. In Luke chapter 13, a woman had been bent over for 18 years, and Jesus laid his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and began praising and glorifying God. What has God done in your life where you should be praising and glorifying him. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 8, 6, you have made them, speaking about us, rulers over the works of your hands, and he put all things under their feet. The Bible says in Timothy 1, 1 Timothy four fourteen, do not neglect your gift, which has been given through Prophecy, when the elder body of elders laid their hands on you, the laying of hands on people is powerful indeed. You know, we, we tend to think of things in terms of what the enemy has, has thrown at us, all the distractions in the world, all the problems he's given us, and we forget just how good God is and how powerful the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside us really is. It's not us. It's his power that he left us when he said in John 15 he wouldn't leave us as orphans he left us with the Holy Spirit in fact before that in the chapter before in John 14 12 Jesus said something very incredible he said very truly I tell you whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father do you believe that do you believe that you have the power to do wonderful things to change people's lives, to help people, to introduce them to Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and change their eternity forever? Well, the apostles, they believed this. They called upon the power of the Holy Spirit. After Peter and John were called before the Sanhedrin for proclaiming the power of Christ, when they healed a a man who'd been lame all his life, the Sanhedrin couldn't hold him because the people had seen how this man was healed. So they let him go, and, and they left, and they went back to the nascent or new Christian community, and they prayed. They prayed boldly for the power of boldness to go out and preach the gospel. And they said, they asked God, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Wonders is from the Greek word teras and means a supernatural occurrence that reveals a hidden truth. And signs is from the Greek word simeon and means a miracle that identifies its performer as chosen by God. And we see this throughout the book of Acts, Acts 8, 17. Then John, Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Do you know how you get the Holy Spirit? You ask for it. You have the elders of your church lay hands on you. When we become, when we accept Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Mark 16, 18, Jesus said we would have the power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We laid hands on my father-in-law. Never underestimate the power of prayer and the power of the, of the Holy Spirit that lives within you. 
You have the power and indeed the obligation to stretch out your hands like the apostle and be God's hands and feet on earth to help those that are less fortunate. And they're out there everywhere. We live in a lost world. We're going to go to commercial in just one second. But first of all, I want to read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And then in chapter six, it says, as God's co-workers, what an honor. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. After this commercial break, we're going to talk about what you can do to advance the kingdom of God, how you can stretch your hands out to people that are less fortunate to you, that don't know Jesus Christ, that need your help as God's co-workers, as Christ's ambassadors on earth. Let's go to commercial. Have you been looking for a place to worship on Sunday evenings? This is Pastor John Allworth of New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and I want to invite you to attend our Sunday evening services at 6 p.m. We are a non-denominational, spirit-filled, Bible-based church located in the heart of the Heights at 240 West 18th Street, 77008. Are you looking to deepen your walk with the Lord, looking to get in on the ground floor of a new church that believes in the transformative power of the word of the Lord and the joy and peace experienced through an intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You know, the Bible is full of stories in scripture regarding the power of fellowship. Acts 2.42, where the new church devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to fellowship and to prayer. End your weekend by experiencing the joy of worshiping the Lord and kickstart your week ahead with an encouraging biblical message. Sunday nights in the Heights. We can't wait to meet you. All right. So, you know, we are a new church plan in the middle of the city. God called us in the middle of the city because Jesus says in Luke 19.10, I came to seek and save the lost. And he pulled me out of my pit. I was lost. You know, I really was in every way, mentally, physically, spiritually, and only through his power. We serve a God of restoration, and we want to be an encouraging, loving church. And we're building slowly, building a congregation that knows one another, that loves one another, that is accepting, non-judgmental. You know, God wants no one to go to everyone to repent and come into the kingdom. And that's our goal and our mission we had a wonderful service yesterday. We've got a, a really good worship team. We praise the Lord and raise our hands. Speaking of hands, you know, the Bible actually says that, that we should raise our hands in praising him. And when we do that, wonderful things, physical things happen in our body. But anyway, we want to invite you to come join us. It's at 6 p.m. Sunday nights in the Heights, 240 West 18th Street. I think you'll, you'll really enjoy the the spirit of fellowship and camaraderie you know the bible tells us do not forsake the assembly and i know it's difficult right now people are worried about covid we've got our greeters wearing masks and there's plenty of room we're a new church so there's plenty of room to spread out in the and socially distance in the congregation but there's nothing like being in church and feeling the power of the holy spirit as we worship together and it's a really a wonderful thing and we'd love for you to join us whether or not you're you attend another church in the morning and just want to spend more time with God or maybe your work schedule or maybe you're new to town and you're looking for a church or, you know, we're a Bible-based, non-denominational, spirit-filled church. 
We're also a recovery church because everybody's recovering from something, not just alcohol and drugs, but depression, anxiety. But let's talk about the people that we're called to help as Christ's ambassadors on earth. So how you say, well, how can I do that? Well, you know, Pablo Picasso, who wasn't a Christian, but he sort of summed up some a very critical thing from the Bible. And he said, you know, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it away. I thought that was wonderful. Well, Paul talks about spiritual gifts, and in second, I mean, First Corinthians. Sorry, First Corinthians, chapter twelve. He goes through the spiritual gifts: the gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of wisdom or message of wisdom, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of prophecy, the discernment of spirits, the gifts of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Do you know that every single person out there that accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior has gifts? It may not be on that list, but everybody can have faith. But Paul gives us another list in Romans twelve six that I guarantee you each one of us has at least one or not more of these. That's the gift of prophecy, the gift of serving my wife is, uh, I don't know if she's listening or not, but she has a servant's heart. And you know what? She's imitating Christ when she does that because Jesus said he came not to be served, but to be the servant of all. He gave up his life. What? Uh, no greater gift can uh, someone give for, for out of love than to lay one, one's life down for one's friends. Okay, the gift of prophecy, the gift of serving, the gift of teaching, the gift of exhortation, encouraging people, the gift of giving, the gift of leadership, the gift of mercy. That's another one. If you've got empathy, you can show mercy to people. You know, we say, well, I, don't, I, I, I can't do miracles. You know, we, there are a lot of things in our society today that if, we, if they had looked at it back in 33 AD, they would have perceived it as a miracle. A miracle that we can feed 8 billion people on this planet. A miracle that I could be in Europe in six or seven hours if I went to the airport. A miracle that we can communicate with someone across the world in seconds. A miracle that we can do radiological studies that can look into the very cells of our brains, our complicated brains that God made so incredibly. Did you know that each of your brains creates more electrical impulses in a single day than all the cell phones combined in the world? That's how incredible our God is, how wonderful he is. Those, those are miracles that are ongoing, that God God is still in the miracle business. A miracle that we can lay hands on people and they can be healed. A miracle that people can, can accept the Holy Spirit, accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and be freed from the bondage of addiction. I see that weekly, certainly monthly, in my recovery work. That's a miracle, the miracle of faith. We have miracles all around us, and we just don't recognize them. Our medicine, now we can, we can cure the blinded eye. So there are things that you can do. You can teach. You can exhort. You can serve. You can show mercy. That is doing what God did. God stretched out his loving hand to us in so many different circumstances through our life, if we just think about it. And it's our obligation now to stretch our hands out in the same manner to help people. That's what our church is about. If you want to be part of a community that wants to help each other and be close and loving to one another, but also to reach out into the community to seek and save the lost, as Jesus said. That's why I'm on the board of directors of the Open Door Mission. It takes in addicted 
and homeless men and introduces them to Jesus Christ. You know that I heard this on this. I heard another pastor say this. And he said this uh, on a sermon I just happened to listen to a little bit of last week. And he said, more people aren't coming to Christ because Christians aren't talking about Jesus, about what he's done in their lives, about who he is. (laughs) If you talk about Jesus, everybody's got the opportunity, if you know Jesus Christ, to, to witness in effective and important ways to just, you don't have to try to convince them to do anything. Just talk about what Jesus has done for you. That's witnessing. You know, Jesus said, we, we see Jesus came for a lot of reasons. Of course, he came to to die for our sins and to be resurrected, to give us the promise of eternal life. But, you know, Jesus said something really important early in the Gospel of Mark in one thirty. He said, let us go somewhere else to the nearby preach to villages so I can preach there also. That is why I came. Let me double check that scripture. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it says. Jesus came for many reasons, but one of the reasons he came is to spread the gospel, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I knew something was wrong with that. And we can do that too. It's actually 138. I knew something was wrong there. He said, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. He came to preach the gospel of love and peace, and each and every one of us can do that when they pick up a Bible and they read the Bible, they read the truth of the Lord, and and they go out and spread his gospel. Each and every one of us can do that. We can all stretch out our hands to those in need. Psalm 107.2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. (laughs) I've been redeemed. I've been bought with a price, and I'm so grateful. That's why I'm talking to you right now, because... (laughs) I desire in my heart, just as Jesus does, that more people would repent and come to the Lord. You know, we weren't born with us. People are afraid to, to talk about Jesus. We weren't born with a spirit of fear. We were born with a, a spirit of power and of love. Don't be afraid. Don't let your fear keep you from stretching out your hand to people that need you, that need Jesus Christ in their life. Don't let your shame stop you from reaching out your hand to those that are less fortunate don't let your guilt stop you from what god wants you to do your purpose reaching out and bringing people into the ark of the of the kingdom don't let a lack of faith don't let a judgment for people that don't look like you don't act like you come from the same place everybody you know needs jesus christ in their life and jesus wants everyone in his kingdom don't let your pride how many of us just stopped by our pride from doing what God wants us to do. Don't let envy and jealousy stop you from doing what God did. God reached out his hand. Our loving God reached out his hand to each and every one of us, and he does it all the time when we need him, and we need to do the same for other people. That's what I hope you got from this message. God reached out his hand, and he touched you. He pulled you out of your dish. He comforted you. He gave you mercy. He pulled you out of a difficult circumstance. Now let's go do the same thing. This world will be a so much better place. I can promise you that. If you want to be part of a church family, then come join us Sunday nights in the Heights, 240 West 18th Street. We're in the heart of the Heights, 77008. I'd love to meet you. Shake your hand. 
you know, give you an encouraging word, introduce you to people in the in the in our congregation. We're really developed. It's it's small, <laughs> uh, so there's plenty of room to spread out. But we're really developing a loving congregation. Listen, if you want to contribute to our ministries, you can go to nccgreaterheights.org. In like Nancy CC greaterheights.org there's a donate now button we're on the radio trying to preach the word of the Lord as best we can we've got recovery radio we've got break every chain ministries it meets at uh, at 901 Wilson Road in Humble Texas on Friday nights at 7 that's a recovery ministry and again everybody's recovering from something depression anxiety divorce the job getting fired laid off uh, drugs alcohol you name it Jesus said we'd all go through trials and tribulations in this life and we do And then we've got our Sunday night services at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street, 77008. And if you want to email me, you can email me at Pastor John, that's J-O-N. You've got somebody that is in trouble, a friend, a family member that needs rehab, I'll get them placed in a free faith-based rehab. I'll come talk to them. I'll come tell them about the power of Christ that I've experienced in my own life. Or if you want to get more information about our church, Pastor John, J-O-N, at nccgreaterheights.org Pastor John J-O-N at nccgreaterheights.org I'd love to meet you come join us this next Sunday we have fun at church I hope you like that you know we love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights but more importantly God loves you more than you can possibly imagine good night and amen Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.